It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. I'm Joe Mott. Welcome to the program. I continue discussing the Islamic worldview today. Christianity and Islam share many common doctrines, such as creation, angels, heaven, hell, and the resurrection of all people at the end of history. Concerning Jesus, Islam affirms his virgin birth, physical ascension, second coming, sinlessness, miracles, and messiahship. Yet Islam claims Jesus was a mere human being and not divine. The great monotheistic faiths, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, share the belief in the idea of a creator God and designer of the universe who holds all human beings accountable to him as the source of all moral values. But, I have shown that Allah, the God of Islam, and Yahweh, the God of Christianity and Judaism, are quite different in nature and character. Therefore, they are completely different gods. Some time ago, I have also shown that the first cause of the universe is identical to Yahweh, the God of the Bible. Consequently, Since Islam and Christianity agree there is only one God, Allah must be a false God. Douglas Gruthius, in his book Christian Apologetics, writes, quotes, When Islam refers to Christians as people of the book, along with Jews, it denies that Christianity is the final and permanent revelation of God and speaks instead of Christians as the infidels. Islam abrogates Christianity, Surah 48, verses 27 and 28. It is Christianity's replacement, in quotes. Basically, Islam makes five major claims against Christianity. First, the Bible has been corrupted. Second, Jesus was not crucified. Third, Jesus is not divine. Fourth, God is not triune. Fifth, Jesus was merely a prophet of Islam. Ruthius says, quotes, This is a significant apologetic challenge that Christians today need to face given the global reach of Islam and its growing influence in the West. I will address the first four claims. Islam's first claim, the Bible has been corrupted. Although Muslims hold that God revealed himself in the Jewish law, 
the Psalms, and the Gospels. They charge the Bible has been corrupted and accuse Christians as being guilty of that corruption. While this charge would give an explanation for the differences between the Quran and the Bible, the allegation has no credible evidence supporting it. The Quran praises the Bible in Surah 5, verse 46, and Surah 29, verse 45. And historical scholars verify the Bible's authenticity. Scholarly evidence proves that nothing of doctrinal significance differs in the various Hebrew and Greek texts of the Bible. Aside from grammar and spelling variations, the Bible today is essentially the same Bible that Muhammad praised in Surah 3, verse 3. The New Testament was completed 500 years before Muhammad received his revelations that make up the Quran. It is foolish to merely assert, quotes, the Bible and the Quran are different, and thus the Bible must be wrong, end quotes. Proof of corruption must be offered. The website gotquestions.org says, Quotes, if a modern author were to write a book on the Gallic Wars account that was found to conflict with Julius Caesar's account of the same events, then the older book, that of Julius Caesar, would carry more weight. When discrepancies in a historical document are alleged, the burden of proof rests on the newer text, end quotes. We can certainly point out other significant differences between Christianity and Islam. For one thing, except for Christianity, all religions, including Islam, believe salvation is attained by works. Contrary to the works-based salvation in Islam, the Bible shows us that works cannot save. The Apostle Paul affirmed, Quotes, we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law, end quotes. That's in Romans chapter 3, verse 28. Quotes, a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, end quotes. Quotes, by observing the law, no one will be justified, end quotes. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Paul was formerly a Jew who sought to earn favor with God by observing the law. He discovered what we must all discover. Good works cannot bring us into God's good graces. Indeed, it is God's own gift of grace that brings us salvation. That's in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Our best efforts fall short of the holy standard of God. Quotes, no one is good except God alone, in quotes, Mark 10, verse 18. Quotes, all our righteous acts are like filthy rags, in quotes. That's in Isaiah 64, verse 6. Quotes, there is none righteous, no, not one, in quotes. That's in Romans 3, verse 10. Our best efforts all fail. 
This is not to say Christianity gives no place at all to good works, but that good works play no role in salvation. Those who cling to the unfounded charge of corruption are rejecting salvation, giving truth. The Bible shows the way to salvation and to heaven. Search diligently what the Bible prescribes as the only way to escape condemnation and to obtain salvation. That's in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. The Philippian jailer asked Paul and Silas, quotes, what must I do to be saved, in quotes. They replied, quotes, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household, in quotes. That's found in Acts 16, verses 30 through 31. The culture in the Western world now questions not only the validity of the Bible, but the most fundamental doctrine of any religious system, the very existence of God. Christianity and Judaism believe the God of the Bible is the one infinite, personal, living, supernatural God, an immaterial, spaceless, non-temporal creator of the universe who is still involved in the world and can intervene in a miraculous way and is the ultimate source for morality. That can be found in Mark 12, verse 29, and in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Christianity advocates the one essence of God and triune in persons. In John chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, and Matthew 28, verse 19. In the Quran, Muhammad promoted the idea of one God who is not a trinity. The Hindu Vedas refer to 330 millions of gods with a single impersonal God underlying them all. However, Friedrich Nietzsche and Thomas Altheiser et al. say God is dead. Marxism says God is a capitalistic hoax. The philosophy of logical positivism says he is logically meaningless. Deism claims God is an absentee landlord. Philosophical materialism, naturalism, and atheism say God does not exist. Secular humanism says that if he does exist, he is irrelevant. If these non-Christian objections are true, then Christianity's claims are false. So the question of the truth of Christianity is of paramount importance. But if Christianity is right, then all of those worldviews mentioned above are wrong. Islam's claim number two, Jesus was not crucified. Muslims deny the very heart of the Christian message, namely that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and that he arose from the grave three days later. But Islam affirms Jesus was not crucified and he was not resurrected. They assert Jesus was replaced on the cross by another person. For that claim, they deserve the Pulitzer Prize for fiction. Gary Habermas on YouTube 
give us fundamental facts about the resurrection, including four minimal facts that almost all New Testament scholars accept, and one additional fact acknowledged by 75% of all New Testament scholars. The five facts are these. Fact one, Jesus himself, not a replacement, died by Roman crucifixion. Fact two, Jesus' disciples believed that Jesus rose from the dead and appeared to them, and they were willing to suffer and die for those beliefs. Fact three, Paul, the church's first persecutor, suddenly became a follower of Christ after an experience that he believed was the risen Jesus appearing to him on the road to Damascus. He became a devout defender of Christianity and authored much of the New Testament. Fact four, James, the brother of Jesus and former skeptic, was suddenly converted from Judaism to Christianity after he believed he had seen the risen Jesus. Fact five, Jesus' tomb was found empty on that Sunday morning after the crucifixion. The Jewish leaders claimed the body was stolen, but no one ever discovered a body. Though Muslims do love, respect, honor, and revere Jesus as a prophet of God, he is nevertheless superseded by Muhammad, who Islam claims is the last and greatest of the prophets. Islam's claim number three Jesus is not divine. Christianity, on the other hand, insists Jesus is God incarnate, the true God in real human flesh. Colossians 2 verse 9 says that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Whatever points of commonality that exist between Islam and Christianity two of the three major religions that affirm monotheism, this line of demarcation between them concerning his deity simply cannot be crossed. Christianity affirms that Jesus had two natures, human and divine. Some Muslim scholars argue that it is simply unbecoming for Allah to humble himself to become a human being. Such Islamic proclamations are certainly contrary to Peter's revelation concerning Jesus. Quotes, you are the Christ, the Jewish Messiah, in other words, the son of the living God, end quotes. Jesus answered and said, quotes, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven, end quotes. That's in Matthew 16, verses 16 and 17. Islamic proclamations are also contrary to the Apostle Paul's claims in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. Quotes, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons, in quotes. 
It is important to understand that it is essential for Islam to attempt to prove that Jesus is not God because Muhammad's message of territorial conquest and forced conversions are so radically different from Jesus's message of love and grace and mercy. If Jesus really is God incarnate, Islam realizes the result will be that Muhammad is deprived of an ultimate place as a true prophet. Therefore, Muhammad needed to marginalize Jesus in Islam to reduce him to the rank of a long line of prophets. Muslims do honor Jesus as a prophet and may attempt to convince Christians that the two religions are similar and that we worship the same God, the creator of the universe, but the two religions do not worship the same God as I have clearly demonstrated. Allow me to close this episode by reminding you, exercise daily, walk with God. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith, with Joe Mott.